Welcome to Build with Hari Rao, a podcast by Get Ready Ministry. Let's receive today's word. Greetings, greetings. Welcome to our Wednesday night broadcast. This is uh, on Instagram. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. Excited that uh, I can join you this evening. I am I my spirit is bubbling. My heart is so excited to talk to you guys today. And I pray that you have prepared your hearts. I pray that you have prepared your environments. I pray that you have disconnected from all distractions and uh you'll give me your 100% today. I, that you will give me your full attention. And if you if you would like to go ahead and share this with somebody so they can be blessed with our with our discussion today with the word today but i i believe today will could be destiny altering for some of you amen i don't know about you guys but when i don't uh, come live on saturday or wednesday i really miss you guys you know <laughs> it's like i have you guys have become family and i don't say that just for you know just for the sake of saying it but um, god has placed a deep love for you guys each of you and i know that the lord will uh, in coming days allow us to meet in person okay so if you guys are ready let me know uh, so we can deep dive into the word today and um today is not so much like a sermon you know it's uh, i want to share my heart with you i want to share with you a word that the lord gave to me almost a decade ago um i was probably 19 when the lord spoke this to me and uh, it's it's almost 15 years now 15 years and it's one of those sermons it's one of those things that the lord gave me that changed my perspective changed the direction of my life realigned and realtered my entire life and ministry um so i pray it will do the same for you i have probably preached this once or twice in my entire life but this evening i feel like you might be ready for this word so i I'm, i'm going to share it with you if you have your bibles please turn with me to the gospel of john um the gospel of john chapter 20 the gospel of john chapter 20 the gospel of john chapter 20 i'll read for you a few verses and then i'll share with you what the lord has for us the gospel of john chapter 20 verse 1 now on the first day of the week mary magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb one more time On the first day of the week Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb was to then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them they have taken away the lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him they have taken away the lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him verse 3 peter therefore went out and the other disciple and were going to the tomb so they both ran together and the other disciple outran peter and came to the tomb first and he stooping down and looking in saw the linen cloth lying there yet he did not go in 
Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb and he saw the linen cloths lying there and the handkerchief that had been around his head um, lying around his head and not lying with the linen cloth but folded together in a place by itself verse 8 then the other disciples who came to the tomb first went in also and he saw and believed he saw and believed for as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead then the disciples went away again to their own homes such a powerful verse verse 10 then the disciples went away again to their own homes. Verse 11, my favorite part. And I'm going to cry, man. <laughs> my favorite part. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. And she wept. She stooped down and looked into the tomb verse 11 one more time but mary stood outside by the tomb weeping and as she wept she stooped down and looked into the tomb and she saw two angels in white sitting one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of jesus had lain and they said to her woman why are you weeping she said to them because you have because they have taken away the Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. Verse 14. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned aside and said, she turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say teacher, verse 17, do not cling to me. I love this Jesus, man. Look at the words he's saying. Do not cling to me. For I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and said, say to them, I, have a, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Verse 18, And Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. I know I read a lot of verses, 18 verses, and you know people tell that on Instagram Live we should not read too many verses, but you know, I'm not here to follow the rules. Those who get bored by 18 verses can leave right now. <laughs> I'm here to speak to a very special group of people tonight. So I was probably 19 or 20 when the Lord gave me this word. And at that time, I didn't know how to title sermons. So I, I gave it a very, I gave it a very controversial title when I preached. I called it I called it Romancing a Dead Jesus, Falling in Love with a Dead Jesus, Pursuing a Dead Jesus. Because that's what Mary was doing. She, the scripture says that early in the morning, while it was still dark, she came to the tomb. To give you guys some context, Jesus was crucified. He gave up the spirit and died. And he was laid in the tomb. He was laid in the tomb. And this was the third day. This was three days had gone by. This was the third day. And Mary ran in the night, in the morning, but it was still dark. And she was the first one at the tomb. And she finds the tomb in a way that, that was, that was quite scary for her. Because they, she had rolled, they had rolled the stone away. She thought that somebody had come 
and rolled the stone away and taken away the body of Jesus. So she runs back to Peter and John, who was the other disciple in this case. And they come back and they go in. When, when Peter goes in, they see the linen cloths. And when the other disciple John goes in, they see the linen cloth and the handkerchief that was folded and kept away. And then the Bible says when John and Peter had seen the empty grave, they believed. And the scripture says they went back to their homes. Something in their soul was satisfied with an empty tomb. Something in their construct, something in their belief system, something in their sentiments, something in the way they were put together, they were happy that the tomb was empty. They were happy with the handkerchief. They were happy with the linen clothes and they believed, which is a good thing, right? They believed and they went back to their homes. And my favorite verse is this one. When they went back, Mary was still standing outside the tomb weeping. Mary was still outside the tomb, unhappy, dissatisfied, because she did not find the Lord Jesus Christ. She had not seen him. She did not understand the theology of resurrection. She did not understand that the scripture had been fulfilled. She did not understand that the man that gave her hope and life is now missing and she was weeping. And I want to spend some time talking to you about pursuing Jesus Christ. I want to talk to you about pursuing God and this Perhaps, if you will hear me, might be the most important word you will hear for the next 15 to 20 years. This perhaps might be the one sermon, the one word that can define your life. Let's pay attention to some small details. Let's pay attention to some small details. While all of the 12 disciples and the apostles were sleeping while all of the so-called great men of God were resting with their families, with their spouses, with whatever. This woman was disturbed and she decides to come to the tomb while it was dark. While she was the first one to get up and make the journey. Did everybody miss Jesus? Yes. Did everybody feel sad that Jesus was crucified? Yes. Did everybody feel that something you know, terrible had happened? Yes. Was, was the whole city feeling the loss of Jesus? Yes. But nobody made the trip. Nobody made the journey. Nobody put their emotions and their thoughts into action. Only one girl, one lady, one woman decided to get out of her house, her hut, her shack, wherever she was living and made that, took that lonely road to the tomb, to the top of Mount Golgotha, alone while it was dark. Was there a danger? Yes. Ah... <laughs> uh. Can, can, can there be some, some miscreants that could have robbed her? Were there people that could have um, mistreated her? Absolutely. But nobody came. Nobody came. Nobody came. Nobody came. She was the first one to leave her house and come to the tomb. People of God, it matters to God what is the quality of your pursuit to him. It matters to God how you engage with him. It matters to God how you seek after him. It matters to God how you run after him. Yeah. You see, 
he did not say seek me he said when you seek me with all your heart you will find me when you seek me diligently you will find me which means that god has a way of weighing the pursuit you have god has a way of attributing value to your pursuit he knows how you tune in to this wednesday night broadcast he knows how you prepare to seek him he knows whether you are really sacrificing to come into his presence he knows ay 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 there it's not enough to seek him we must seek him with everything with all of our hearts we, we must seek him ah with our entirety some of us i mean let's be honest your prayer life is boring because when you pray all of you is not involved your your bible study is boring because when you sit down to read the bible you give 5% of your attention to the bible and 95% to your phone to the screen to all of these other things she came early in the morning while it was dark i like her i like her because there was no invitation given to her nobody told her mary come to the tomb nobody told the disciples come to the tomb she uh, everybody will show up to the tomb if the invitation went out she pursued god without an invitation she prayed without an invitation she sought god without a call the the the, the pastor didn't call her the, the 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 ministry leader didn't call her there were no instructions given to seek god but she did it because it was the right thing to do it was the her soul was so desperate for the lord when was the last time you sought god and it costed you something when was the last time you prayed and it costed you your sleep when was the last time you prayed and it it meant that you some of the social engagements you had to cancel some of your social engagements she came while it was still dark i know all of you have fasted for breakthroughs right all of you have fasted for good marks you have fasted for financial breakthroughs you have fasted for uh, miracles you have fasted for healings you have fasted for your family members to get saved you have fasted for all the different different things when was the last time you fasted only to be at his feet when was the last time you set time aside only to seek his face only to pursue no agenda god no no i don't want breakthroughs or miracles i'm coming because i want to be with you i'm i'm fasting because i want more of you i want more of your presence god here's the thing god is a rewarder of those who seek him diligently i don't know how to explain this to you because listen to me because she was the first one to come to the tomb because she was the first one to make the journey to the tomb she was the first one to see the tomb empty she was the first one to see the empty she was the first one to see him missing and she was the first one to meet him when she found him she was the first to see that the tomb was empty she was the first to see that he was missing and she was also the first to see him when he was alive she was also the first one to meet the resurrected he is a god who rewards diligent pursuit he is a god who honors sacrificial seeking 
And some of your lives are in limbo, never changing, never going to the next level. You've been speaking in the same unknown tongue for the last 45 years. <laughs> because your pursuit is, it has no price. It has no sacrifice. It has no pain. It, it doesn't cost you. It doesn't cost you. Your pursuit is not costing you. God is not your priority. God is not your agenda. God is something you fit in before you sleep. Thank you, Jesus, for protecting me. Grant me good sleep. Uh, make sure I wake up and all my family members wake up. I love you, Jesus. Amen. What effort does it take to say that? Nothing. You might as well not say it. <laughs> but there was a woman who could not remain in bed. She was tossing and turning, tossing and turning, waiting for the Sabbath to get over. Tossing and turning in that room. I have to go see him. I have to go see him. I have to see him. I have to meet the lover of my soul. So she goes and, you know, she, she has, she's no apostle. She's no theologian. She's no Peter. She's not John. She hasn't walked on the water. And she thinks, oh my goodness, she sees the empty tomb and the tomb is empty. And then they, she thinks, her natural mind thinks, they have robbed the body of Jesus. They have taken him away. And so she runs, she runs, she runs back to Peter. She's like, I, 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 must, I must get Peter. If anybody can help us, it's Peter. So Peter and John come, right? And look at this. Look at this. The first disciple walks in, he finds the linen clothing. The second disciple walks in, he finds the linen clothing and the handkerchief that was on his face and was folded away. And they see the tomb empty. The tomb empty. And they say, okay, I think Jesus has risen and he has been resurrected. He, he, uh, I, I believe the scriptures. The scripture, uh, this is, I think, what he said. I think this is, this is not coincidence. And, uh, this is obviously God fulfilling his own prophecy. And they go back to their homes. They go back to their homes. I'll, you should pay attention to details. The scripture says they went back to their homes. They went back to their homes. They went back to their homes homes they were ten. then the disciples went away again to their homes but Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping you must ask the question you must ask the question why didn't Mary go back why didn't Mary join the senior prophet the senior apostle Peter, why didn't Jesus, I mean, why didn't she join the disciple who loved Jesus? Surely, I mean, this is this is the two greatest men. This is Peter and John. John was loved by the Lord Jesus Christ. He, he put his head on the bosom. I must also go back. But he stood outside weeping. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to present to you, she didn't go back. Because without Jesus, she had no future. Without Jesus, she had nowhere to go back to. Without Jesus, there was no home. Without Jesus, let me explain to you why. Let me explain to you. Because Mary Magdalene was delivered from demons and she was delivered from a life of harlotry. She was a prostitute. She was possessed at one point in time. The only man that didn't want to use her was the Lord Jesus Christ. The only man that loved her and not just her body was the Lord Jesus Christ. The only man that embraced her. Ah, so 
Her whole life had changed because of an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. She she had left her profession of 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 uh, uh, of being a prostitute. All her friends had left her because now she's not amongst those friends. She had to change her house. She had to. Her whole life had turned upside down. The only life she had was following Jesus. That's the only life she had. Without Jesus, she had no future. What, what am I supposed to do? I can't go back to being a prostitute. I can't go back to the life where I was possessed by demons. I don't know what to do without Jesus. But the other disciples, Peter had a family. She had a wife. He had a wife and children. Peter had a fishing business. John had a family to go back to. John could go back and take care of the mother of Jesus because God told John, take care of my mother. Um, John had a, also a fishing. They all had somebody to go back to. They all had something to go back to. Mary had nothing and no one to go back to. She had nothing. Without Jesus, life had no value. Without Jesus, life had no meaning. Without Jesus, she had no future. What do I do? I want to talk to a group of people tonight for whom Jesus is not an option. I want to talk to a small group of people, maybe one or two people. Without Jesus, you don't know what to do with your life. Without Jesus, you don't know what to do. Only Jesus matters. Only Jesus matters. Only Jesus matters. You have no life without him. You have no future without him. You have no home without him. You have no family without him. And unless you come to that point, my people, unless you come to that point, you're never going to encounter this Jesus the way Mary encountered him. What is the quality of your pursuit? Why do you run after Jesus? Why do you seek this Jesus? Why? Why, 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 why? Why? Unless I meet him, unless I meet him, what do I do? What do I do? So she stood outside the tomb weeping, crying. Oh, my God have mercy. I want to talk to four or five people who are going to pursue Jesus and will not stop running after him till they find him. It doesn't matter what it will cost me. Maybe I have to give up my job. Maybe I have to stop everything I am doing and run after him till I find him. I can't be happy just because two great men of God came and they saw and they said, Oh, this is, this is, this is how it's supposed to be. The scriptures are fulfilled. Let's go back. But she has no way to go. Has no way to go. And look what happens. Look what happens. Look what happens. Verse 11. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. As she wept, she stood, she stooped down and looked into the, looked into the tomb and she saw two angels. The same tomb now. The same tomb when, where Peter and John walked into. The same tomb that Peter and John had walked into, they only saw the cloths that were upon Jesus' body. They just saw the linen clothing. They just saw the handkerchief that was on his face. The, the linen clothing and the handkerchief that was folded and neatly put away and an empty tomb. But now when Mary is looking inside, she sees more than linen clothing. She sees the heavenly realm. She sees two angels sitting there. 
my goodness my goodness my goodness my goodness my goodness maybe Peter and John never saw them because the quality of their pursuit was so cheap all they could see was some natural clothes what does the clothes signify what does the clothes signify what does the clothes signify the clothes signify where Jesus was the clothes the linen clothes that was Jesus that was where Jesus was living in those were the clothes where Jesus was living in but he is now no longer in those clothes now he is no longer in that clothing uh, but they're seeing where God used to dwell they are seeing where God used to be they are seeing where God used to dwell that is what happens when there is no prize attached to your pursuit that is what happens when there is no sacrifice attached to your pursuit that is what happens uh, you two people can tune into the same service Two people can be watching me on this Instagram line and one will hear just words and the other will be hearing the voice of the living God. One will be just checking me out, seeing my shirt, seeing the lights behind and the other will be having encounters with the voice of God. The other will be having encounters with God. Ah, Lord Jesus, help us. They saw where Jesus was. And they said, oh, okay, let's go back. They, they see history. They see history, history, history. And, but Mary was like, I don't, I don't want to be just where God was. I don't want to be content. I don't want to be happy with where Jesus used to be. I don't want to be happy with where the Lord was. I don't want to be happy with where God moved. I'm not happy with the revivals of Esther years. I'm not happy with the revival that came in Azusa Street some hundred years ago. I'm not happy with the revival that happened 20 years ago. I want my own personal revival. I want my own personal encounter with God. I, I refuse to be satisfied with where God used to dwell. But I want him now. Where have you laid him now? Where is he now? Mm. Ah. Same tomb, but different encounters. Same tomb, but different encounters. Same tomb, but different encounters. Verse 13, And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Which is, she still doesn't get it. She still doesn't understand this whole resurrection theology. She she has no clue. I mean, of course, she. you don't expect her. She didn't go for the teaching seminar. She didn't attend the Bible college. Few weeks, few months ago, she was, she was in the wrong business. Hmm. Ah, I just hear something. I just hear something. Listen to me. Your pursuit... Your pursuit can make up for your lack of information. It is not information that takes you into encounters. It is raw hunger, unashamed pursuit of God that takes you into encounters with God. It's not information. It's just not having head knowledge. It's just not having attended 400 conferences. No, 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 no. no. There must be raw hunger raw pursuit of his presence that takes you into the heavenly realms because they have taken my lord away and i do not know where they have laid in verse 14 verse 14 verse 14 now when she had said this she turned around and saw jesus she turned around and saw jesus standing there 
and did not know that it was Jesus. Isn't this amazing? Isn't this amazing? Just a few minutes ago, Peter and John were there. Just a few minutes ago. A few short minutes ago. John and Peter were there. And Jesus did not come. Jesus did not come. Jesus did not appear to them. Few minutes ago. Just a few minutes ago. I wonder how many encounters you have missed because you didn't stay a few extra minutes. I wonder how many encounters with God have you missed because you didn't stay for another 30 minutes. You didn't stay for another 15 minutes. You didn't stay for another 5-10 minutes extra. If Peter and John had said, you know, this girl is crying. Let's just stay with her for a few more minutes. Let's stay with her. You know, we can't leave this girl alone. Poor thing is going alone. She, she, she's crying. She's sobbing uncontrollably. I don't know what kind of leaders these guys were, man. I don't know. I don't know. They, they, they left a girl alone crying. Alone. They left this girl alone crying at the tomb. At least out of courtesy, you should have stayed, right? At least out of concern, you should have stayed, right? Like, how did they leave her alone? Thank God some people left you alone in your tears. Thank God some people left you alone to weep, alone to be alone because them walking away from you, them leaving you in your mess, them leaving you in your tears is what set you up to meet the Lord Jesus Christ, is what set you up for an encounter with God. Thank God no shoulders came for your help. Thank God you didn't have anybody to lean on. Thank God there was nobody for you to rest your head and cry. Thank God you were alone. Because that was what was required for you to encounter Jesus. That is what required for you. Oh, thank God you found no comfort in human hands. Thank God there was nobody to say, oh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God. Thank God some people abandoned you. Thank God they left you. Ah, thank God. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. I'd rather be abandoned by human beings and find Jesus than have false comfort in the arms of people. It's okay. I don't want the false comfort of people. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. I don't want... I don't want, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. <laughs> ah, verse 14. Now she had said this. She turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Isn't it amazing that Jesus can come and talk to you and you don't know it is Jesus? Ah, <laughs> uh, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Jesus comes and he has camouflaged his divinity. He has camouflaged who he is. And look what he said. He's saying, woman, didn't Jesus know what her name was? Didn't Jesus know that this was Mary who's weeping? Didn't Jesus know that this is one of her disciples? Didn't Jesus know this person? How insulting for him to address her by her gender and not even by her name. He says, woman, 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 why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? 
Listen, listen to this next part. She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him. I, I, I will take him away. Only Mary was interested in a dead Jesus. Because she still doesn't know that he has risen. She still doesn't know that he has resurrected. She still doesn't know. And she's, look at her words. She says, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him. She's thinking he's still dead. Where have you laid him? And I will take him away. I will take care of his dead body. I will take care of him. Where have you laid the body of Jesus? Maybe he is of no value for you. I know that this tomb was lent. I know that this tomb was not made for him. I know a rich man gave him this. And maybe that's why you've taken him away and put him somewhere else. Please, sir, tell me where have you laid him? I will take care. Only Jesus, only Mary wanted the body of a dead Jesus. This dead Jesus that, because she's convinced that this is dead, he's dead. He's convinced, he, she's convinced he's dead, right? Which means that this dead Jesus couldn't perform miracles for her. This dead Jesus could not perform uh, signs and wonders for her. This dead Jesus could not find her a new family. This dead Jesus could not find her a husband. This dead Jesus couldn't do anything for her, but she still wanted him will you still pursue him if he doesn't do anything for you will you still run after him with the same intensity if he doesn't perform miracles for you if he does not perform uh, signs and wonders for you will you still pursue him even if he doesn't do anything she wanted a dead Jesus, where have you laid him? I will take him away. I will take him away. I will take him. I will take care of him. And look at how Jesus responds. When he hears the words of Mary, look at how he responds. Verse 16. Jesus said to her, Mary, just called her name. No longer a woman. No longer asking, why are you weeping? No longer saying, what are you seeking? No longer saying, addressing her by her gender. He says, Mary calls her name. Addresses her the same way she had been used to before he passed. He calls her name. And the minute she hears her name. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, my teacher. Now she knows this is not the gardener. Now she knows this is not some stranger because this resurrected savior had called her by her name. This resurrected God had called her by her name. Mary was 17. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. Ah, listen to this. Isn't this amazing? Jesus' next stop was to go to the Father. His next itinerary after resurrection, on his itinerary, raise, raise from the dead. Come back to life from the dead. Point two, go to the Father. You know, his, his, his schedule, his schedule, his schedule on that Sunday morning was this. Resurrect from the dead. Come back to life. Point two, next appointment, go see the Father. But there was an interruption in his schedule because there was a woman that will not give up. There was a woman that was clinging to him. Jesus could not go to the next appointment. Jesus could not go to his next scheduled appointment with the father because there is a girl, there is a woman that is clinging to him. Ah, ah this whole thing, 
This whole chapter must have been about the resurrection of Jesus. All the glory must have been about the resurrection of Jesus. But there is a woman that says, I have to meet Jesus. And the Holy Spirit says, I have to make room for this girl. I have to make room to talk about her story. I have to make room for her pursuit because I cannot talk about the resurrection without talking about this lady's pursuit. Ah, my goodness, my goodness. I don't know who I am talking to today. I don't know who I am preaching to. But there is a generation of revivalists that I am talking. There is a generation of young men and women who do not care what the price is. But they are going to run after Jesus like never before. They are going to pray like never before. They're going to wake up before anybody wakes up. And they're going to run after him and says... It's okay, my daddy is still sleeping, my mommy is still sleeping, the pastor is still sleeping, the prophet is still sleeping, but I have to wake up and pray because I am going to interrupt Jesus' schedule. I am going to interrupt his agenda. He has, I know he has a plan. I know he has an agenda. I know he's got to go do some things, but listen, he better, I must visit him before. He must visit me before. Ah. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. I, I don't know who I'm talking to right now. But I hope somebody in my generation is listening to the voice of God. I hope somebody is listening. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me. Do not cling. But, but how did he, how did she cling? How did she cling? She was not holding his body. She didn't even know where the body was. She didn't even see him for the last three days. But you see, her, her tears, her prayers, her cries, her pursuit had grown hands and they are holding Jesus down. Her, her tears had become a chain. So Jesus is like, I have to meet this girl. I have to meet this crazy person. I have to, I, I can't go to my next appointment before I meet her. Do not cling to me for I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father and to my God and your God. Verse 18. Listen to this verse 18. Verse 18. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples, I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. And he spoke with me. This Jesus that was dead, this Jesus that walked out of the tomb, this Jesus that you came and saw the tomb and you went away, I have seen the Lord and he spoke with me. Oh God, my God, my God, my God. The scriptures that you said are fulfilled. I experienced that scripture. I have met this prophecy. You just believed in the prophecy, but I encountered this prophecy. I handled this prophecy. I met this prophecy. I encountered this prophecy. I have seen the Lord. And he spoke these things to me. People of God, you can either witness history, you can either see prophecies being fulfilled, or you can encounter these prophecies, or you can experience these prophecies. You can, you can visit revival, or you can become revival. You can you can see God TV or or Daystar or one of the channels and see all of these miracles, signs and wonders, or you can become revival, or you can become the very thing that the scripture talks about. God is calling a generation to pursue him like never before. I have seen him. I have met him. 
and he spoke these things to me. Mary became the first one to be sent by the Lord. The first one. The first commissioning after resurrection was done by a was done to a woman. The first one who encountered the resurrected Savior was a woman. The first one that was commissioned was a woman. The first one sent out was a woman. And she was not special in any way. The only thing special about her is that she learned how to cry before God. She learned how to run after Jesus. <sighs> The linen clothing did not satisfy her. The handkerchief did not satisfy her. The empty tomb didn't satisfy her. The angels dressed in white did not satisfy her. Jesus camouflaged as a gardener did not satisfy her. Only the resurrected Jesus who would call her by her name. That is my portion in life. That is what I am after. And out of that encounter came her assignment. Go tell my brothers. Go tell my brothers. <laughs> Beautiful. So my people, I've given you this information now. What are you going to do with this information? I have taught you the word of the Lord. I you know it's not just teaching. I have brought you a piece of the heart of God. I have brought to you the heartbeat of God. What are you going to to do are you going to go back like Peter and John and say oh that was a powerful word that was a good word or are you going to stay at the tomb and weep till you encounter Jesus what what is your response what are you going to do revival is at the doorstep. Revival is breaking out. You know, in my father's uh, church in, 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 in Montreal, for 60 days, people have been coming together and praying every day. No pastors on the platform. There is no music, nothing. But they've been gathering every day and praying. Signs and wonders are breaking out in that church. And I want to be an extension of that revival. And I want to ask you, what are you going to do? Are you going to sit in your comfortable chair? Or are you going to fall on your face and weep before God? Are you going to pursue this Jesus like never before? What is it that you're going to do, my people? What is it? that you are going to do. You know, God told me something very sad, very sad. Can I share this with you? Can I share this with you? It'll make you sad. But I have to tell you the truth. You know, some weeks ago, I brought you a word from the Lord. I told you to set aside some days to pray. I told you, till the end of this year, consecrate your heart and pray. I told you, next 60 to 70 days, set time aside and run after him, pursue him, consecrate your time, fast and pray. I asked you to pray for the next 60 to 70 days. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? This morning, when I woke up, I felt the Lord say, My people have not listened. 
they have not prayed my son. They have not come after me. They, there's no weight in their pursuit. And I could feel the countenance of Jesus disappointed. Many of us have not paid attention to the word of the Lord. There is no weight to our pursuit. There is no sacrifice to our pursuit. We all want to do the same things. We all want to do the same things. You see? And I felt sad. And I felt sad because I think even my pursuit has not been so sacrificial. I felt so sad. I said, God, I am sorry. I said, God, I'm sorry. But there is still time, people. There is still time. That's why I'm asking you, what are you going to do with this word? What is going to be your response after this Instagram life? What is going to be your response tomorrow morning? What is going to be your response tomorrow night? I want to invite you to run after him like never before. Your reward is his presence. Your reward is his presence. Your reward is his presence. Amen. Let me pray with you now. Let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. Hmm. Lift your hands wherever you are. And cry out. Cry out to the Lord. Say, God, visit me. Visit me, Lord. Visit me. I want your presence. I want to encounter your presence. I want to encounter your glory. Lord Jesus, visit me. Oh, let him hear you. Let him hear you. Let your cries go up to the heavens. Uh, when was the last time you wept? I'm telling you, if you have difficulty crying before God, your heart is not tender for his presence. If you have difficulty weeping, before his presence it's a sign that your heart has become cold and it has to be set on fire one more time when was the last time you were face down crying and weeping for his presence may God see where you are right now may God see the state of your heart May God see the posture of your heart. May God see the posture of your body. And may God see the level of your desperation. And may he send visitation to you tonight according to your hunger. May God visit you tonight in response to how you are hungering to this word hungering for his prayer. may God visit you tonight may, ah yes I know what I'm saying I know what I'm saying may God visit you tonight based on your level of hunger may God visit you tonight I see for some people encounters are going to happen tonight encounters I see the door of revival opening for some of your lives. I see it, I see it, I see it. Encounters with his presence, encounters with his glory, encounters with angelic beings, encounters. 
I release divine hunger on your life. May you never be the same. May you never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Will you will you be Mary Magdalene in this generation? Will you be Mary Magdalene in this generation? Will you run after him? Will you be one of those people that's gonna become that's gonna be marked for revival in our generation? Let history books record you. Let history books record you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You are loved. You are loved. I release you to a lifestyle of prayer. To a lifestyle of pursuit. I release the ministry of tears. Oh, that you may cry before the Lord. Oh, that you may weep before God. Let, let there be tears in your eyes one more time. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Please consider sharing it. And for more information, log on to harirao.com.